This series of podcasts looks at new acquisitions by living artists in the National Collection. We explore the motivation behind the work, how it came to be in the gallery, and what it means for an artist to have their work in the National Collection. In this episode, Donald Teske, an internationally renowned painter, perhaps best known for his rugged and vibrant large-scale landscape paintings, will speak to Lenny Abrahamson, a film and TV director who has been honoured here in Ireland and abroad for his work. His credits include films such as Adam and Paul, Garage, What Richard Did and Room. Most recently he was a director on the hugely successful TV series Normal People. In 2018, Donald Teske was awarded a commission to create a portrait of Lenny Abrahamson. In this podcast, Donald and Lenny discussed the portrait commission and the process of creating artwork both on canvas and on film. Lenny, hi. How are you? Hi, Donald. It's been a couple of years, I suppose, um, and uh, you've been very busy since since you sat for the portrait, I suppose. It's amazing that it's a couple of years, but you're right. Um, it's been pretty eventful in all sorts of ways, yeah. I suppose. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think where things were, where we were. So it was 2019, is that was right? It? it was, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was around this time of year that uh, we began. So it was winter and the snow, I think, was either about to fall or was certainly, you know, was part of the whole uh, conversation at the time. Yeah, uh, that, was the, that was the biggest um, problem we had, I think, back yeah, then. Wasn't it? I think it was, yeah, definitely. And you'd welcome, if that was the biggest problem we had today. Oh, yeah, bring it on. Marvellous, yeah. Um, but it was, uh, I found it very interesting because, uh, you know, uh, as a landscape painter, of course, um, or as this so-called landscape painter, anyway, uh, to be to be um, commissioned to paint a portrait was quite a, you know, it was it was a challenge. Um, it was a new experience for me, uh, particularly one which uh, is so significant. I think, um, you know, having um, having one of my paintings in the National Gallery, it was, you know, kind of set set the standard very high, set set the challenge very high for me, uh, the bar, I suppose. And so to begin with, I, I, I think the only way I could approach a painting like that was to paint someone who I felt very comfortable and very excited about painting and uh, and so when you were proposed it it came you know it was a very natural choice for me you know I, I thought yes Lenny Abrahamson was definitely a, a great uh, candidate and is that based on I mean from an artist's point of view is it is it based on a kind of gut feeling or is it um, you know, a particular face or uh, how, how, how is it that that fit is kind of grounded for you? Well, I think it's, uh, I, I, I sort of wanted to work within a certain framework 
I'm not a, a portrait painter. Um, so I haven't got the, we'll say, I haven't uh, accumulated all the, the, the techniques and, um, and we'll say uh, tools for approaching a commission, mm-hmm. a commission portrait. Um, so really, uh, for me, it was a learning, uh, very much a, a process of, of trying to figure out how on earth I was going to approach this. So, uh, so having someone that I felt I could connect with and having met you once, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. well, in fact, I hadn't met you at all before I agreed to do the portrait. So, uh, but I sort of felt I knew you anyway to some degree, you know, having, because you're obviously um, already well, f- well recognized, well covered on, on, on uh, either on TV or in, in, on the internet and so on. Sure. And also because um, y- you grew up in my neighborhood. So um, there was a sort of a, a, an affinity, I think, with, with you and, and you had you met my mom? I think you might have, because she lives yes, that's around right. the corner uh, from you. Well, yeah, I, I think that probably influenced my um, my uh, decision as well. To you know, when when the cho- when the choice was being made, you know, um, I thought, yeah, this is this sounds like uh, you know this you know this sounds like it'll be fun, and I and I think that was probably also one of the um, the factors. You know, you gotta be able to enjoy it you know i think from my point of view it's also when it was when the gallery got in touch i was kind of um i did think about it and think well how do i feel about having my portrait painted and um you know do it was obviously it's a real it's very flattering to be asked um but then you sort of feel well you know there's a sort of self-consciousness around that at least there was for me and um but i thought about it funny enough i thought well it would be a nice thing for uh maybe for my kids and my mom as well um and and then i was asking them and and they said it was you and i thought that was really interesting because you i admire your work and um and i just don't know i had a sort of just you have to go on gut on these on these things, and I had a feeling that it would be a just an interesting thing to experience, apart from anything, uh, as it proved to be. And then when we were in touch, there's just a very nice kind of I don't know. We got on very well in a very straightforward and kind of uh, there was a you know you're you're a very easy person to talk to, um, and and I felt sort of comfortable immediately so I, I i didn't regret the decision you know uh at all at any point yeah yeah likewise um i i kind of felt you know there was there was a a nice sort of comfortable feeling uh approaching it and i i think it, i once we met i think that whole that whole sort of um the the challenge that i felt about producing something for the national gallery sort of dissipated, you know, the fear, the anxiety. Well, there wasn't anxiety as such, but there was a sort of a, you know, um, a need to step up. And somehow it suddenly all that fell away and it kind of felt a very natural process just to get on with the painting and get to know each other and so on. Plus, I think it was kind of nice you coming to my home initially because 
right from the offset, I think, I think at the first meeting we had, you know, you came in, you had your uh, sort of um, winter clothes on, you had, and yeah. and the and the and the the Nike black cap, which is very familiar, <laughs> yeah, um, to you, and uh, and I kind of thought, you know, there's the painting there, you know, it was, uh, it was, it didn't take much. Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny because I did, I probably um, decided just to, you know, when I went to see, I just tried not to think too much about it. And so just came as myself, but I did yeah. feel there is a very, um, it is a, I mean, as somebody who does mostly, who's mostly looking at people, you know, uh, in what I do and, 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 and I, I, I feel quite, it's very interesting because it's quite exposing in a way because you know i meet you and i know that you must be thinking well what are we going to do with this person and um and so the idea of being captured puts a pressure on a person i think to be authentically themselves which of course is a very difficult thing even to define yeah you know what does that really mean and so it was quite charged in that way, but at the same time, always lovely and kindly. Um, and that allowed me to kind of, I think, settle into the process in a, in a more, um, in, in an easy way. And, and I think it could have been quite difficult otherwise. I think so. And I, uh, I, I was very taken with how well you settled into the idea of being the model, you know, your, um, uh, a model sitter, if you could support <laughs> the the, the uh, expression, but um, in that you you very naturally gave, and I, I think that probably comes from from the fact that you're behind the other side of the lens, you know, uh, so many times in your own field, you know, watching actors um, and watching people, and as you said yourself, trying to um, you know, being being natural is the is in some way the the most easy. You know, the best approach, but often it can be quite difficult. Well, I think for me it was to recognize in a funny way, like what actors have and what I don't have. I mean, I did a little bit of acting and things, and I kind of think I understand it as a kind of the way maybe a mechanic understands a car, but I'm not. I I you know I don't have that engine, but I kind of know how they work. I think. Um. And, um, you know, for me, it was kind of accepting the fact that my natural state is slightly, um, you know, in motion, you know, and there's a kind of, uh, I, I don't know, there's a kind of, to accept that the degree of self-consciousness that I have, you know, and, and sometimes a kind of anxiety that, that I have. And to let that be there with you, I think that was the thing. So unlike an actor who can inhabit, uh, I, I had to sort of try and be true, but not to some other character, but to my own kind of odd, um, you know, busy brain. Um, and to let that just be presented to you. And it's it was really fascinating for me, actually, sitting and... And I and I think what I found so amazing was that you that in the portrait that came out the other end, I recognised that state. You know, I recognised myself in it, um, and it's not a it's not a pose. 
you know, I think that's amazing that you could capture that. Yeah, it took several attempts, if I remember rightly. And, um, but I, I, I kind of think it's a bit like pulling the blinds back all the time. You know, you're looking through this window and, and there's layers that you suddenly, and it's not necessarily layers of, that you hold, but layers yeah. in the process yeah, that I have to kind of eventually get to that window that is clean, that's mm. clear, um, where, where I can um, uh, see, see through to the subject very, very well. And so it took, uh, if you recall, it took several paintings, I think, um, mm. which uh, all of which, none of which, exi- well, only one other exists now, I think. But the others were all part of a process trying to find the subject, trying to find you in there. And I, you know, and I kind of enjoyed all the process, but, um, but I knew I wasn't getting it until I got to that final painting. And even then I wasn't sure until I got to that very final layer. Mm. And then it surprised me or it, it took me by surprise because I realized I'd suddenly, you know, gone beyond the glass, we'll say, of the window. In, um, and uh, and I think that's probably the one of the best things I can say about the portrait is that every time I see it, it surprises me as well. Yeah. You know. Well, it, so, it, it's really interesting to me that, you know, that people listening might think, oh, there were like wildly different portraits that you tried, but you always knew like the, 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 the orientation and the, the general sort of approach to, to it was the same each time, but they were very different paintings. And so I'm interested in what it is at a sort of micro level of the strokes you make and what sort of, you know, just thinking about, I'm fascinated by how people work and that it is this kind of, you need to get into a kind of flow, don't you? And then if, if you do get into it, you find, you, you, I don't know, whatever whatever is controlling your your hand at that time is doing something kind of different. And like, what is the difference between those paintings? Because on the surface, you know, at a really quick glance, you go, okay, it, the same orientation to the subject, the same rough kind of scale. And yet the last one has this... Um, truthfulness like as you say you sort of go through the glass or uh and you feel like you're present with the person and i'm fascinated to know how that feels from your side it's it's the great unknowing i i mean i i just don't really quite know that myself it was that easy you know if i could explain it i i you could probably do it every time you know but um it's uh as I say, I, I suppose from my own point of view, because I'm not a portrait painter, I haven't built up a kind of a repertoire of of approaches and tools and and, and strokes and, and so mm-hmm. on that easily get to the subject and then go beyond that. I, I think it's almost like starting from scratch every time. But that's the same in my approach to landscape as well. It's it's or in other paintings I make, it tends to be always going right back to the beginning. Mm. to start at the very basic idea. And and I suppose in that point of view, the vision is what's important. Like, as you say, each portrait I painted of you was more or less the same in composition and so on. 
but all very different in, you know, in in um, in what they were portraying. And likewise, I suppose when when painting any subject, there's a there's a start a way I start, but each time it goes in a mm. different direction. Um, that's so, yeah, that's fascinating because you know there is that thing of I, I I talk about it sometimes in in what I try to do as well, which is the value of of not knowing things. Yeah. Um, and and actually, there are all these techniques and things that you probably one in whatever field gets uh, a facility for, but they become kind of unconscious. And then each time, you kind of have to try and find yourself in that place where you're not quite sure what you're looking for, or you're, or, or you, there's a naivety in the approach. And I think the best work comes out of that, you know. Whereas if you go in with a kind of sense of what you're going to execute. If that's too, if that's too procedural and too clear, then it can lack that kind of uncertainty and openness that real things have. Yeah. Um, and I, I always think that the, the value of uncertainty and of not knowing things is under is underrated. I think so, and it leads to I think a very satisfying, sometimes rewarding um, result in in the surprise that it can bring both for the artist or the producer, we'll say the maker and the, and the, look, the onlooker as well, you know? So I don't know, it was a, an exciting process, certainly. Um, yeah. And it's funny, I mean, I did have some ideas about when I, when I began it, like I, I liked the idea of making that, you know, it being a square format mm -hmm. because the square in a sense, is, is more abstract than narrative, we'll say. Definitely. Like when you put, when you produce a, as soon as you produce a landscape format or a portrait format, there's a kind of a, a narrative around that. But a square is just pure abstraction. In a yeah. sense. And so I, placing you almost like a self-portrait mm -hmm. pose, um, which is a, a, the type of pose which I'm most familiar with because we all look at each other in a mirror so, every day or, mm -hmm. or so often. So that's a kind of a very familiar structure, very familiar composition. And um, and it also harks back to the great masters, self-portraits, like Rembrandt's very, more, probably one of his most famous paintings with the two circles in the, behind him. Yes. Um in, in his older age, a beautiful painting. And uh, I, I kind of thought, you know, there's a, there's a wonderful sort of um, timelessness about that sort of pose. Um, yes, and you, you also didn't, so you didn't get into that thing of kind of placing me in a, a representative space, you know, like you'll see people uh, painted in li in their libraries or in their yeah studies or whatever, like in the classical sort of tradition, and still up until now you'll see that, and 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 there are kind of there's a code, not quite a code, but in fact just a direct, like there's lots of information in the in 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 more conventional portraits which tells you the sort of person they are, you know, there's lots of focus on hands and 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 sort of sitting postures and you know, you think about what they're in front of, whereas 
you're right. There is a feeling that uh, it's hard to locate that picture, even though there are obviously things like a baseball cap and everything, which is yeah. definitely contemporary. The picture doesn't feel like it, 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 it looks at a given, it's not about the moment mm. historically or something. It's, it's, you're right. There's an abstraction to it. An abstraction and, a, and, in, and I, I hope an intensity that kind of, you know, will, that endures, I think, um, you know, it gets to you, it gets at you, gets at the sitter. Um, uh, with depth, uh, Mm. that's you know that was that was hoping but that's what i was hoping for no i i, you know. I certainly feel that um i do i mean it's, it's i i haven't been in the gallery for a long time but but i do it is such an odd feeling standing in front of a painting of oneself yeah um, but 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 really I think that could have been awful you know if i if 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 i felt like it was capturing some fake projection of mine or yeah. um, I don't know. And it doesn't, it feels very honest and you get, you're very kind. You gave me a, an early sketch that you did uh, of it at charcoal, I think, isn't it? It is. And, um, and I have that at home, uh, which is lovely. Um, although it's hidden, it's not hidden. It's in the bedroom. Um, because I don't think I could live. In, I don't think I could have a picture of myself in the house that anybody else would see. Because that would be sort of. Uh, I'd feel very kind of self-conscious about that. But uh, yeah, I look forward to being able to go back into the gallery and 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 see it. And you know, uh, again, because it's been such a gap. I I was struck when visiting you in your home. Uh, you have the wonderful head of Frank. Uh, one of them, anyway. That's right. Uh, which, uh, which is about as close as you can get, maybe, to having a, you know, a sort of representation of your of your work at all. Yeah, well, it's funny because that head itself, we spent a lot of time with this wonderful designer Richard Bullock, um, working on different heads. And they're all inspired by the real Frank Sidebottom's head, but they're different, yeah. and, um. It was that uh, that was the only one that had this kind of odd neutrality about it, which allowed you to project thoughts onto it. It was so interesting yeah. messing with different expressions and different levels of uh, detail, and then and realizing how few of them cap had any life. And then that one, with its kind of half smile, mm. seemed to be the rich one. And there's some relevance to that, probably in. And just how how tiny differences make massive have massive effects. Yeah, yeah. It's funny we watched that we watched Frank again recently, and um, I had seen it obviously before. But uh, uh, it's funny seeing it in you know in the light of um, your more recent work, uh, including Room, of course. And uh, it's it's a it's a. It's a fantastic movie, I have to say. I really enjoy Frank. Um, Thanks. Yeah, it's odd, but it's but, odd, uh, dark, and uplifting at the same time. Yeah, so but thank you. Yeah, it's great. And I, actually, I found that very interesting too, because uh, one of, one of the most joyful things about this whole our whole process was when 
when we came to do the launch, um, the unveiling of the portrait, which was in September or something of, of the same year, wasn't it? Yes, I think so. Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and it, this was in the National Gallery, but it coincided with the, with the premiere of The Little Stranger, your movie. Yes, that's right. Which happened the same week, I think, um, in Dublin. Um, and that was kind of serendipity, really. That was just pure coincidence. But, uh, but for a it just felt, it, it just, uh, it just brought everything to a, a very natural conclusion for me anyway, I kind of felt that, that, uh, all for all of a sudden, you know, it was suddenly kind of thrown into the world of, you know, out the national gallery and it's sort of aura of you know, history and tradition and stuff. And then suddenly into the, the glamour world, you might say, of, of, of the movie. Of a movie industry. premiere with it. That's right, because they all, all the cast came and... All the cast, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a really nice time. And it, it, it also feels like a different world, doesn't it, now that we're in this kind of pandemic yeah. uh, phase and all of these things that you would take for granted. I mean, I, I found that, yeah, I, I don't know, I found that the having the picture painted very kind of ultimately quite therapeutic. Um, and I kind of, I don't know, it was an important thing in the end. And I didn't know what I would think about it at the beginning. Um, and I think at the beginning, probably I was my like concerns or thoughts about it were, um, superficial, you know, yeah. wondering what I would seem like and would it be, how would I look and all those things. And then it ended up being a much more kind of internal, uh, the effects were much more internal. And I think it was good for me actually to have, to have it done. It kind of, uh, and, and I found you like, you know, for, it's hard to, to describe, but y y you seem in a really interesting way. Like you didn't, it didn't feel like you were bringing in any overt way kind of ego to it. And I think that that made it more exposing to me in a funny way, because had you been, um, had you been, been a different person, I think where your own, uh, where, if you'd been uh, sort of, um, projecting a stronger, um, I don't know, imposing yourself on me in a different way. I think I would have then adopted a, a sort of an orientation to you that, that was kind of self-protective and, um, and probably not very interesting, but because you sort of held back like a really good observer, like I tried to do when I'm directing, yeah. um, and tried to be sort of like create the space for the person to step into, um, it become you know that that kind of normal defensive stance is kind of undercut somehow i think so and i think that i you know for me it just made a, a very yeah I, I was allowed to make mistakes you know too i sort of felt like gave myself permission to try things sure. out and and to fail and fail again which i did um until i until it gradually but i i suppose you know, even the techniques that I used, I mean, I, okay, I relied on a camera um, when other s approaches were failing, you know, I felt, and these are the tools which all artists have available to them. 
these days. And in fact, I mean, it's kind of interesting that portraiture has always been framed by some sort of um, photograph or camera type Mm. device, some sort of optical device uh, has always been available to artists for for hundreds of years to help help, um, set up portraits and other things as well. You know, just a, a kind of a natural way of approaching things. You you find, <clears throat> you 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 find the right tool for the job, basically, and and whatever it takes to get it down on on canvas. Is um, I also think that by you photographing first and videoing first, it got me into the sort of process in a way that it had I just sat down straight away for long for, periods of sitting. Yeah. It would have been difficult, and it. But, but yeah, they was the, all those sort of camera obscuras and uh, the Hockney book about the use of that um, technique it goes right back, it does. doesn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's made the case very well, and uh, it's, it's it's kind of very it's interesting, and of course, you know, um, and it's kind of interesting too because the whole you know uh, optics. Even self-portraits, like uh, only really began with the invention of the mirror, for example. Yes. You know, um, a, a really good mirrors. Um, and the early mirrors were, were kind of prone to distortions and and, and so on. So, uh, and the other thing too, of course, early mirrors for self-portraiture were hugely expensive items back in, you know, hundreds of years ago at the, at the very beginning. Um so they were treasured items, I guess. Um, but that's a that's a, that's another story, I suppose, in a sense. But it's it's part of the the, the story of portraiture. Um, I was trying to remember how many times I sat for you. It's probably was it three times in your studio or something uh, like that. Yeah, something like that, and in your home as well. Which was interesting, actually, because the I think the sitting in your home was probably more important than sitting in my studio, mm. even though it was necessary to be in the studio, um, because the surroundings gave me a sense of the quality of the light and texture. And even some of the items which I thought about putting in the background to help the composition, and I later removed, mm. like photograph. Your fo- you had a photograph on the behind you, yeah. In in one of my compositions that I I thought I would keep in of an uh, of an African ele- elephant, elephant charging. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> it was- funny because there are like spots in the house. And we've actually since moved, but um, having been there for an, a very long time. <clears throat> but um, there are spots in the house where you would imagine uh, the portrait would have been done. Like there's upstairs, there was a sort of like a nice room with bookshelves and, yeah. and a, a big window and things. Um, but you chose probably the part of the house, which in a way frustrated me the most for years, because it was this kind of bit of an extension that, we never did anything with and it ended up as a kind of bit of a a psychological thorn for me because I think oh god why you know I'm such a disaster 
uh, we've never really, you know, and the house never felt finished in a funny way, even though we were there for years. Um, but you put me in that corner, the very corner. <laughs> and actually, it's true. That's really much more who I am than the bookshelves um, and, and, and good art that was upstairs or whatever. Much more who I am. Well, good. You know, it uh, it sort of worked anyway, but from a lighting point of view, and also I think it just felt right, you know. Um, and of course, we know you love dogs. Um, Absolutely, and there were a couple know. floating around there, I think, at the yeah, time. Indeed. Yeah, so so I, I think all of that, I, I was trying to kind of imbue the painting with, without literally including yes. these items. So... Um, so I know a sense, a sense of space, a sense of place. And, and Didn't you say, am I right in saying that you had, you said we were chatting afterwards at some point and you said you, there was one of the dogs you thought um, might be worth painting. Am I right about that? <laughs> <laughs> I might have. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, beautiful dogs. Yeah. Did you have a whippet or... Um, yeah, Lurcher. Uh, Lurcher, yeah. In the cool. very height of his sort of um, new kind of traumatized state, but he's he's chilled out a lot since then. So, yeah, yeah he's a very beautiful dog, actually. Very yeah. beautiful, yeah. They're very, very, um, very... What's the word? Um, they sort of read it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, photogenic and, 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 you know, you'd love to. And, and certainly have been painted. Yes. F Freud, of course, painted um, similar. Yeah, right back to the Egyptians, those dogs, actually. Yeah. The, the ones that you see in the, True. In the art then. I mean, I think, uh, I think it's been well received, uh, which I'm very happy with. But I suppose one of the things that is I found... One of the things uh, which I think is, which is worth mentioning, is how the National Gallery program of of adding to their collection through portraits, contemporary portraits, is uh, hugely um, uh, admirable. You know, it's well worth kind of. I think it's a fantastic program um, because not only does it introduce obviously portraits of 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 people who who, you know, who have achieved great things and, and are being represented. But it, it also gives an opportunity for artists who otherwise wouldn't be able to be part of the collection through their, through their um, paintings of, of portrait. Through, through the, say, for instance, the um, Zurich Portrait Prize, which is, you know, an ongoing. Now, it was the Hennessy Portrait Prize at the beginning, then became the Zurich but it's really brought a, a fantastic attention to portraiture um, as has, I suppose, I, uh, you know, uh, other galleries like the, the, the RHA and, um, and, uh, and I think portraiture suddenly has, has come back into the public domain again or into the artistic field yeah, both both painting, painted and photographic. I, I friends with a photographer called Endebo. Yeah, who I think won the Zurich Prize. I think most recently. Yeah. That's right. And yeah, he does amazing um, portrait work. Yeah, just uh, it, I think it is. Yeah, the gallery's been amazing in in how kind of actively it's 
you know, sort out these, um, to expand the collection and, and to build a sort of, uh, a kind of inventory of really interesting collaborations between sitters and painters. Yes. Um, and do you think you would, cause as you say, you're, you're obviously extremely well known as a, as a landscape painter. Do you think you would paint portraits again, having done this? Um, yeah, I, yes, I, I would. Um, but I wouldn't put myself out there uh, so much to do commissions. We'll say, um, I, well, no, I'm not gonna, yeah, I shouldn't say that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, I do find it quite difficult. So I taking on a, a commission and, you know, it's the same in, in landscape, whether not just landscape or whatever it is. I, I mean, I keep referring to myself as a landscape, but I also used to never refer to myself as a landscape painter years ago, but just as a painter but I began painting landscapes. Mm. So gradually I became known as a landscape painter. And then I adopted that kind of tag myself, you know. So, um, but I'm still just a painter uh, of everything in a sense. So portraiture is part of that, but I just don't do as many as as uh, maybe I should if if I wanted to kind of keep it up as a part of my you know, um, uh, repertoire of things. Um, and, and as you say, collaboration is something really interesting. That's, it's a good point to talk about because it, it is something that I value hugely in my work. Um, because as a painter of static objects, I'm not collaborating generally, but, but when it comes to collaborations, for instance, when making prints, working with, uh, with somewhere like uh, the Graphic Studio or Stony Road Press that I have collaborated with in the past. I've been collaborating with printmakers who are masters at their craft, but I am the visual artist who's bringing the image and there, and together we work up something completely unique. So that is, to some extent, that's been my kind of area of collaboration. So in portraiture, this was our. This was, in a way, my first collaboration with, with a with somebody who wasn't an artist in the same field, mm -hmm. and that's more interesting to me than necessarily being a portrait painter, if you know what I mean. Um, so I like the collaboration. This and and that's the sort of thing I would chase more than necessarily going out trying to paint portraits of anybody and everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and I think uh, that's and 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 I feel that too when I'm when I'm working in printmaking. Is the collaboration is all is is the most important thing. If you're working well with somebody, then you're really creating something that's probably greater than the sum of our parts. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, I can. I mean, I yeah. I I absolutely. You know that resonates with me. Um, again, working with an actor or um with crew and with writers and yeah. it's an incredibly uh, exhilarating thing I um, think so yeah i can i can easy i i mean that, that's where it's coming from from your point of view i can i uh, obviously recognize that 
as being a major part of, of your craft. But for me, for somebody who's usually spends, spends my time isolated and never more so now than these times, you know, um, the last, the last year, uh, working in isolation has been, um, entirely in isolation is all, it's quite a challenge actually. It's funny, I didn't realize that so much, you know, cause I do like the collaboration and I haven't had that opportunity in the past year. So, um, yeah, it's very, it, it doesn't, yeah, it's, I mean, I think just, you know, just being able to get away from yourself, um, even, uh, is very important and, and it gets harder in these, uh, circumstances to do it. Um, like we're, we're supposed to be starting something, um, and we've had to postpone a little bit and we're kind of constantly watching the news and, um, I'm just, you know, I always taken for granted the fact that you could just gather and do your work. Uh, you know, we've all had to live with, we've all had to sort of face that over the last while. Um, yeah. and, and obviously for many people, it's much worse, but, uh, because you can still do things, um, in our world. Um, and that's not always true, but have you, have you been painting? Oh, I'm painting all the time. Yeah. It's, uh, painting and, uh, staying well within, um, you know, the, 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 the restricted range and so on, which I found also kind of interesting because restrictions sometimes get, allow you to focus with, um, in a way that maybe I haven't done before to the same degree anyway, you know, so staying close to home down by the river, a local river, the daughter. Which um, you've painted. That is, it's, you know, that that's a theme in your, like that, that's a subject that you return to in your work anyway. So yeah. it, it's kind of, uh, yeah. You, I mean, within a five kilometer radius, there is an infinite amount of interest really. I think there is, you know, there is. within a, few hundred meters probably there is yeah yeah it's true um so i mean there are challenges with that too because the river has also become incredibly busy with with people discovering it and walking you know um so it's a lot more even though it's uh you know it's 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 almost like a little in a bit of rural uh ireland in the city suburbs it's um it's very popular with people. So, um, so it's not quite as, as, uh, Oh, it's not an idyll. I mean, I, 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 know, idol, no. I know the daughter really well because I lived close to it for yeah. years and would go down with the dogs and it, yeah, it's an odd, like all sort of urban suburban parks. It's a funny mixture of things, Yeah, but it's, it's the fact that I find what's really interesting about your paintings of the daughter is that, um, within the frame, you realize that like when you take away all those extraneous or, or in a sense, extraneous kinds of, uh, um, noises and, and people and, and traffic and stuff like that little slice of the bank that you paint is sort of fully, uh, is uncompromised in some way, you know, I find that really interesting yeah and uh it's um that's right and and finding finding those little little portions little section little areas along the riverbank 
um, that I can revisit and revisit and rework is uh, is very exciting. And and I suppose during the lockdown, you do that more more than ever. I suppose uh, in a way. I'll kind of, I'll just have to continue doing this for a while longer. Yet. I yeah. Yeah. I I I love those paintings. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I think maybe we've discussed pretty much everything. Uh, yeah, I think. So it's been a pleasure, uh, Lenny, renewing our our acquaintance again after uh, more than a year, I'd say. Yeah, I hope maybe when, when things ease up, we can go for a walk down by the daughter. That'd be great, actually, yeah. So uh, shall we leave it there? And uh, Indeed. until the next time, thank you. Uh, thank you, Donald. Thanks so much. Thank you.